The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, joined by the very sexy, talented Mr. Jason Koops. Like, what uh-huh. is cracking? You like that? Did I did I warm your the the cockles of your heart at all? No. Shit. All right. <laughs> it's a long road I ahead. I did. Folks. I did just talk about you a little bit, Josh. Oh, fuck. All right. What what was said? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you were brought up when I was talking about the show. I was oh, okay, just cool. on a show called um, Darkness Live. Uh, yeah. You could go to Facebook. They do their show live on Facebook, so it's available to watch afterwards. So I'm on their most recent episode for the week. That's bad. Where they interviewed me about, you know, all the different stuff that I'm doing. Um, nice. Including Ectoplasm Show. I brought you up. I did. I did talk a little bit about the conference and how I met you. You brought. You were brought up in that conversation too. Aww. And then we went into the fun thing that's called Josh Hurd or get Josh Hurd abducted. Oh, that's adorable. God damn it! Yeah, we're gonna see if it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just yeah. damn it. Oh man! Winter in the desert is the best time. The best time for the for the abductions, or yeah, just for the the alien butt stuff. All right, uh, just for um, just for an all around good time. Oh, an all around good time for you. Yeah, winter <laughs> in the desert. I mean, yeah. where else would you want to winter? I <laughs> anywhere. Uh, that does not have a high activity level of, you know, like the UFOs and alien butt stuff. You do realize that if we are actually going to go out and make this film, we're going to have to go to high high incident locations. I get it. I get it. God. Son of a bitch. That's good stuff. At least you were plugging it a little bit. That's nice. Yeah. Maybe we can get pod belly people out into the desert too you know what that'd be fun i bet we could i bet we could i like that and that does bring up a good point that we are on the a new network uh called pod belly if you go to podbelly.com you can check out all the podcasts that they have available um which man they just they keep adding more it's great it's freaking great yeah guys. and they have a whole section of even that list shows that aren't even on the network that they just like or, yep. you know, they, they wanted to have in the listings that isn't necessarily part of the network. So, yeah, it is pretty and sweet. You can go if they are starting a whole side of the website and of the business with tutorials and other things to help new podcasters have a place to go and look stuff up rather than just. You know, trying to ask somebody or or yeah. searching the hour, you know, the internet for hours to try to figure out how to do this one thing in podcasting. The people yeah. that run, well, one of the people that run this network is a very long time podcaster, right? So they are going to have a whole side to the website of how to podcast anything you could think of. So it is pretty sweet. I mean, you know, you like. Koopsik was saying, you got a question, uh, get it answered by, I mean, literally, guys, some of the best, some of the best in the field right here. Um, so if you are wanting to start a podcast, check it out, podbelly.com. Let them know that uh, Dr. Feelgood and myself sent you. So that's it. It's good stuff. You know, Brent from Podbelly. Yeah. was ex- He came to the conference and he was expressing that he would like to have me do a He's he's trying to push me to do a podcon too. I think that's a good idea. Um, 
Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I've actually yeah. been thinking about doing it for a while with uh, Sam from Breakers. Yeah, absolutely. Which but, is another podcast um, that's on Podbelly. Maybe we could do it out in the desert. That sounds like a fantastic idea. What a fucking great idea you have. My God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need to be in the desert. Damn it. Ugh. Okay. Well, we, you know, there's plenty of other places we could do it, too. That is true. That is true. I'm just going to shut up because it's like I'm just going to dig myself a hole. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, you know, we really don't. We really we we really don't have to travel far no. to find UFO hotspots. They're not no. the, you know the world renowned, well known UFO hotspots, but they are definitely UFO hotspots and kinda... abduction hotspots too. So that's where we're going. Yeah, then that's what we're gonna do on a road trip. Road trip. I do think Fear it's a good loathing. idea. I do think. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's a good it's idea. Country. That's right. But I do think it's a good idea. And I do I I mean ultimately, bro, like I'm excited about it. Um I know what the real payoff is going to be for you. You don't have to hide it. That's right. The real payoff is basically all I have to do, guys, is show up, film some stuff, and then Koopsik has to tell me that he loves me. So after editing's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe we could get, like, Glidden to uh, to edit this. So you don't want to watch yourself? I, getting I don't feel scared. like... I feel like I don't need to be... No. I think I would be biased when I was putting this together. I'd be like, nah, that doesn't need to be in there. You know what I mean? Like, trying to save face. I don't but need that, to see this part where I thought right. it was 100 degrees outside. <laughs> it was really 30, and I started stripping all my clothes off because I ate something I shouldn't have. Right. I didn't even know that a Jason had stuck in that thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that would be definitely something that I would probably take out of there. It's... <laughs> I think I don't know. I feel like I we would need a fresh set of eyes on this. I intentionally fuck with you in I know. a way that I don't think is good for the film. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> now, <laughs> see, that's something. That's something a little no, extra no, no. that you've thrown in there. I promised you that I would not put you through a staged abduction or staged anything. Right. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to instill a little fear with my words. Well, that's fine. I, I figured you were going to yeah. do that anyway, like that's the whole time. About. Like the whole time. <laughs> God. I will say that's the first time you've ever worded it like that. So, yeah. I, I was. Yeah, I did add a little extra <laughs> one there, but I, I, I meant something that I never promised that I wouldn't do. What, <laughs> what I am then now nervous about, I guess, is... Once we're in said vehicle traveling to whatever location that you would have more <laughs> that you would say. And well, I would be like, I, okay, I just let me out. Just let me out now. The only thing that's playing through the radio <sighs> the entire road trip is the uh, interviews that I've recorded with abductees. Oh. So that's all we have to listen to the entire time. Jesus. And then nightly, I'll tell you a bedtime story of the most fucked up alien encounter I could think of. That's so fine. hot. So hot. And then I will just make a recording. I'll find a recording of alien, quote unquote, alien noises online and just play it on a really low volume while you sleep at night. You know, so I was. Okay. So look. You know the idea or whatever. It scares me. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. We've been there. But you also know that I'm now kind of on board with all of this and i'm like okay time to face your fears um and and just do this right so i started thinking the other night yeah. what if we what if we were messing around with like different experiments and things like that that we could try like in the field having to do with like different frequencies that we would be you know putting out there or whatever blasting out you know on uh some loud speakers or something like that i don't know I think we need to like experiment with things like that. 
Yeah, trying I mean, to like frequencies. We don't even need loud speakers. Exactly, we just need a strong yes. speaker. But I mean, something like that where it may or may not, you know, elicit some kind of a response in some way. Like that I could be super just cool. Heard another show, yeah, cover a book that this guy did exactly that on his property. In the middle of nowhere. In the and middle long of story short, because it's a long story, okay. he ended up <laughs> attracting the attention of UFOs. Oh, Jesus, what happened? And they were messing with him. What happened? And they would come into the house at night, and through some weird quirk, he was able to shoot one of them with a gun. Oh. He never saw the aliens again, but whatever means that they used to travel to this location like a dimensional rift or X, you know, they traveled through another dimensional or whatever. They left whatever means they were able to use to get there open. So after what? they left, everything else just started coming in. Everything bad, negative, and evil. Do you think if this were true, do you think that they would have done that, left the gate open, so to speak, on purpose? Maybe. I mean, it's hard to say. It's, it's kind of like a fuck you a type of thing. account in a book. Yeah. But that being said, other like this, it drove this guy to the point that he died. It wasn't. He died. Uh, it, it, it made his health so bad. He died. That. He died. But other people witnessed the, <sighs> the phenomenon afterwards as well, including the mother-in-law saw woolly mammoths grazing on the airfield he ran because he lived on an airfield woolly mammoths yes which have been extinct for how long Mm -hmm. so this guy after the aliens disappeared he had everything under the sun from time slips to hauntings to you know demons and angels And, and everything happened after he shot that alien, so, kids don't shoot. It's at an aliens. assumption by the by the researcher yeah. that whatever the aliens were using, they left open, and huh. something else was able to use it as well. But it was a. Um, it all started. He had no interest in UFOs. He saw something flying through the sky and shined a laser at it. Okay, so and this, then after that, so, it got more and more interactive oh. to the point he <laughs> got into UFOs. God. And I can't remember what else he used as a means to try to attract it, but it worked. Fuck. Okay. I suppose then we're going to have to figure out what this guy did. Yeah. I mean, I it was a recent show of this, a recent episode of this show, so I could just order that book. He died, bro. <laughs> he died of he extreme died. stress on his body. That, can you uh, it imagine? Basically, made him go mad to the point where he, you know, it it really fucked up his body, can and he imagine? couldn't recover from it. Oh man, I don't know. I uh. he also didn't seek help though. He did some. Like medical didn't. attention? He was just like, no, that's okay, no, I'm fine. Actually, no, well, no, technically, when the UFO stuff was happening, in the this was this was stretched out over years and years and years. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, one weekend he shined a light at a, la- or a laser at some UFO, and then a year later he was dead. It, this was years and years, like a decade of stuff until the point he was dead. But in the early years, he tried to reach out to all of these researchers in the area that he lived in, even the worldwide, like, big-name people. Yeah. They all thought, because he had thousands upon thousands of photos, most of which didn't really show much, and and all this other stuff, nobody took him seriously. Nobody took him seriously at all. So this guy had no real... A few years later, he reached back out to another person. The person that wrote this book, okay, and sent her ten photos that convinced her to look into it. Ten photographs were enough to convince her 
that she should look into this even more. Yes, because they were a wow. craft and other things. What? His, yeah. And but not, he was like, so if he would have gotten help at the beginning, maybe none of this would have happened. But that was still like when she started helping, that still hadn't gotten to the point where he was able to shoot one of them. Because he, oh shit, he okay. he ended up becoming, you know, he he thought it was weird at first. You know, he piqued his interest because he wasn't really interested in UFOs. He thought, well, this is kind of cool. Sure. So he kept trying to find ways that he felt was communicating with it. Um. So he's basically but then at one like point you. he was done with it and he was afraid of it. So he slept with a gun in his hand. Don't believe loaded Don't every believe night. At this point his wife had, you know, left him and everything. I was gonna say, single are we or what? But he, <laughs> he woke up in the middle of the night and there was this tall gray in the room Dude, and he no. couldn't move. And it was staring at him and he said it was that thing like um where you just think about you moving one finger. Yeah. Then you can move another part. Then you can move another part. Then you can move your arm. Then you can move your... And he was able to shoot it. And he, he, the thing looked shot, disappeared, like, in a flash. And then the, the UFO stuff was gone. But then after, like, you know, after a couple months, all this craziness came in because they believe a portal was left open. Are you putting me on... As, badly as that term is used these days if there is a if if these things do come from somewhere else dimension or whatever you want to call it and they need a way to find passage into our reality that's what it would be called no i'm not putting you on i promise hmm. i don't know like this sounds so freaking crazy do we know this guy's name where he came from like what i'm looking right now. okay because i'm i'm curious as hell about this guy now um the the researcher yeah the ufo researcher that wrote the wrote the book is named kathleen marden and it's the experiences of a person named matt who started simply and quickly uh, experiences started simply and quickly escalated to a battle with a paranormal or terrifying paranormal force. Let me see if I can find the book. Was this here in the uh, the U.S.? I can't remember. They did say in the interview. It was an interview. They did say in the show what yeah. it was. The book is called The Alien Abduction Files. The most startling cases of human-alien contact ever reported. And it has a huh. ton of stories in it. This is just one of them. The alien... Abduction. God damn you, Koopsik. <laughs> I'm going to end up buying this. I'm going to end up reading it cover to cover. Hold on. We talked to a woman who helps people deal with being abducted. Oh, God. They did, they did talk to somebody as part of it. Wow, this book. She's the you, niece. You, you, She's the niece of Betty and Barney Hill? Is this correct? I'm not sure. Hang on. Hold on. Because this almost just took a really weird... Kathleen Martin. They niece, did, though. They did mention Niece they, of I, Betty you know and what? Barney no. Hill. Yes. First of the modern ab abductees, hypnotherapist, researcher, author, and speaker. We need to get this chick on the, on the, on the podcast. We need to get her now. I just bought the book. Tell her you bought the book. Now get on the show. <laughs> it's the least you could do, lady. <sighs> so let's see. She's a director um, at MUFON. She works on behalf of people who have had extraterrestrial experiences. Oh, my God. Oh, my this God. This is the lady you want. Yeah, so, I think I think she may need to come with part us. Part of this. Ask her if she's down to do some camping. What do you think? I don't know how to get a hold of her. You're you're telling me to just <sighs> hang on. I bought the book from God, eBay. Jesus, I'm sure she has a website. No, fuck we'll that. that I'm going right to Facebook. Oh, Kathleen I deleted, Marden. I deleted 
everything. I still have my account technically. Here she is. So that I can. Uh, I'm adding her as so a friend can, right uh, now. Friend request. Control the, the Facebook pages, but I deleted everybody off of Facebook. What? And deleted everything of my own personal even, stuff from Facebook. Even me? Even, I mean, my account's even dead. Me? The, only, it's, the only reason it's still there but it's is me? so that I could run the. But yes. it's me. I talk to you a couple times a week. We don't need to be on Facebook together. I, I disagree. <laughs> She's still not accepting my friend request. You literally sent it just now. I'm getting pissed. You know, <laughs> maybe you don't want to talk to her. I want to see. I don't know. I want to see what's going to happen here. How many mutual friends do we have? We have 34 mutual friends. Mm-hmm. She's in the field, including for sure. a couple people that I've done films with. Yeah, she's gonna accept this. She better accept this. Looks like the last time she was on Facebook was fourteen hours ago. She's one of those. She's like, oh. I mean, if you look at mine, I was on Facebook because I was watching the show that I was just on. But I am one of those people now too. I don't have it on my phone or other devices. What's that like? It's nice. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I said, the only reason I kept the account is because it's tied to our what? pages, like the Ecto page and the, you know, the, the Paracon page. Man, I still you want to really, be able to use we, aren't, the, we are not friends but my on account Facebook is, anymore. We my are account not is friends. done. We are not friends any longer on Facebook. Every single one of my friends on Facebook is going to have that same experience if they ever look. I feel like this is the end of an era. Do we have to be friends on Facebook? I, I, don't. I think we do. I think we need to be friends. Hold the F on. Never mind. It said we had one mutual friend in common, so apparently you're friends with someone. I think I think my wife is still. Ah. Oh, I, de- oh, I deleted everybody but my wife and my daughter. Oh, that old chestnut. Okay. Just because nope. <laughs> you know, Kate or Kara tags me and stuff all the time on our vacation. So I want her to still be able to do that. What about when we're stuck in the woods and I want to tag you in some creepy butt stuff that happened to you instead of me? I think that you can still tag me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to unfriend my wife. Yeah. Did I, I get handle it? you. <laughs> Oh, my God. This lady seems fascinating. I am... I I don't know. I don't know what to believe. So think about this now. If she is the niece of Betty and Barney Hill, right? Either one, she is absolutely 100% legit. Or two, she's just trying to cash in on the fact that aunt and uncle... Were like the first reported or Whether majorly she's reported, legit yeah, researcher or not. She's authored books that at least she did good research in finding accounts. Yeah, so she spent the time to put that together. That doesn't mean that she's not using her family ties right. for that for. You know, I mean, who wouldn't if you were wanting to do that? I, so yeah, I guess you can't say point. that. You can't say that if you were the niece, Betty and Barney Hill, that you yeah, wouldn't would put it. that out there. I if you were never, trying to sell books. I would never be the. I would the never be. Field. No, I would never be the niece of Betty and Barney Hill. Now, if I were the nephew of Betty you, and Barney you, Hill, I'd probably. You I'd, could become <laughs> these days. You could become whatever you want, Josh. <laughs> you what would your name be? Josh, would you keep a J or would you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I guess I've never really kicked it around. What about yourself? What would your uh, chick name be? I don't know if I've never thought about it either. Well, folks, (laughs) I think uh, no, I think we figured it out. So here, Please come up with some interesting girl names for Dr. Feelgood and myself and uh, text them over to 
do that. Yeah, that'll work. That will work. And then let me see. If and we then have we get anything on there. And then, like next week or whatever, we can just introduce ourselves. It's like, hello, welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. Uh-huh. My name is Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um. Oh. So. Oh. I'm still. God. We got we got a couple of texts. All right, what's up? I like the text. We got a text from Felicia Pittman. Oh, what's up? Who's uh, from Until Dawn podcast? Right. It says she sent a photo. Oh, cool. Of a fridge with stickers on it, it has an ectoplasm show sticker on there. Oh, badass! It says I just got in trouble for representing ectoplasm at work, <laughs> but not until dawn. <laughs> So maybe she was wearing her shirt because she has a shirt, but or she just stuck. Well, this has Disney stuff all over it, so oh. I'm assuming this is her fridge at home. Well, no, that's not a fridge. That's oh, I see. That is oh, I see. It's like the inside of something at work. It's not a cubicle because she's a hairdresser, but she has different stuff for her kids up on there. Yeah. And she has an ectoplasm show sticker. That's pretty sweet. So she must have gotten in trouble with Koi for having an ectoplasm <laughs> show sticker up there and not their own show. So, yeah, she probably did. That's funny, though. And do appreciate somebody that. Somebody sent me a picture. Um, oh, this is Ray. I think I know this Ray. I think this is the Ray of. The assistant on Hysteria 51, Ray. Oh, okay. That's the only Ray I know. And he's texted before. He was the the one guy to text me kissy emojis when you told people to do that. I appreciate the hell out of that. Um, But he sent... Oh, he reviewed us. He did a a review for us. A five-star review. Five stars. That's awesome. Uh, He says one... one, And it says... One review equals one herd abduction. Get that man to a field. <laughs> I love it. I freaking love it. Damn it. Oh, you guys are great. And we got another text. Um, I think it's so hard because it's not on my phone anymore to know who exactly sent these. If they're not, if, right. oh, this is Donnie. This is Donnie. Oh, okay. City. He was at the conference. Hey, Josh and Jason, love the Alcatraz podcast. Fucking Alcatraz. <laughs> I highly Jason's recommend going sore. to visit it one day. I've been there a few times, and it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely on the to-do list, you know? So, yeah, if you want your text or phone voicemail message to be played on the show in our commentary on it give us a call that's why nobody's texting <laughs> why because i make fun of them yeah because they're like yeah we don't uh, don't want to do that which i understand i get it it'll be fine so yeah 913 get a phone call from 913-730-7255 uh, we got a uh a voicemail well it's just those voicemails from the people in alaska what? I had signed up because I, I want to go visit Alaska. I'm actually possibly thinking about moving to Alaska in the future. What? But I had gone and requested a bunch of um, like visitor packages because oh, yeah. you can do that for most of the towns up there. You can do that for most of the towns around the country. Yeah. Well, I used because I don't like using my own phone number for those sort of things. I used the Ecto line. Right. So we right. got all these calls from independent individual business you owners. You knew they were going to spam you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like the Alaska Kenai Fishing for Fun. It <sighs> actually says that on there, not the phone number, which is weird. That's crazy. Let's see what this one is. Let's see. Uh, it's not playing. Damn it. It's not actually there. Damn it. What was that? I don't know. What is that? 
Alaska Kenai Fishing for Fun. I run a fishing guide service out of Soldotna, Alaska. And I see you signed up for some fishing information from the Soldotna Chamber of Commerce. Nobody that cares. Well, yeah, they should pay me. <laughs> Nobody cares. Pay us for that. Yep. You need to call them back. Free fishing trip. You need to call that back and get your 50 cents out of that guy. Ugh. I want some salmon jerk. How about we take a break and come back with some actual news stories, because I have a few. All right, sounds good. Come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you removed the alien anal probe out of the story, and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. Viddy Space is the home of anything you want from films, music, and original shows ranging from all different topics of true crime, the paranormal, conspiracy, and so much more. You have to see it to believe it. Created by Elizabeth Saint and Nick Groff, Viddy Space is truly the future of entertainment. Join now for 15 days free and only $9.99 per month after that. Go to vidi.space. It's another world. Everyone come to our world. I don't know if you want to come into our world, but it's pretty crazy. All right, peeps. Welcome back. Back to the Ectoplasm Show. My goodness. Yeah, it is kind of funny because this is the news show and we didn't talk about news at all. We talked about that lady. What else did we talk about? Oh, getting me abducted. Christ. Yeah, that's basically (laughs) what we talked about. That was it in a nutshell. Cool. Now, you did say that you had a couple stories that you found. I didn't. I just found another one. Oh, sweet. Okay. Well, guys, today it's just going to be the uh, the news with Koopsik because I can't find... Shit. But anyway, go ahead, pal. $10,000 flat earth bet between friends oh. allegedly leads to death threats. <laughs> now they're getting crazy. I haven't read this one yet, so it wow. could be ridiculous, but let's see. I'm sure it is. A $10,000 bet between two childhood friends in New Zealand over whether or not the earth is flat allegedly led to one of the men threatening to kill the other with a crossbow (laughs) unless he honored the weird wager. I will kill you with a crossbow. (laughs) My God. The, The bizarre dispute reportedly began back in January when flat earth enthusiast Louis Lands and his friend Jamie Sutherland met for up for dinner. Yeah. At some point during the get together, the controversial conspiracy theory came up in conversation and Lance indicated that he was a strong believer in the idea. Wow. Uh, it would seem that this sparked something of a debate between the two friends, which culminated with Lance betting Sutherland $10,000 that the earth is flat. A few weeks later, the two men ran into each other at a gas station, and the flat earther claims <laughs> things took a very troubling turn. <laughs> Shit went sideways. <laughs> <laughs> According to Lands, Sutherland stormed oh. up to him and demanded the $10,000 that he believed he was owed and warned him that if you don't pay, I'll get a crossbow, yeah. I'll shoot you and your father 
put you in the trunk and you'll never be seen. Holy <laughs> They'll shit. never see you again. Oh my god, man. Who says this stuff? Uh drunk yeah. uh, uh they're not Aussies, drunk New Zealanders. I mean yeah. <laughs> They call, you know, people in Australia call New Zealanders something, and I can't remember what it is. It's a derogatory term. Um, I can't remember what it is. Although Lands was uncertain as to how serious Sutherland was about the alleged threat, he subsequently told his father about the matter, and his dad was, we imagine, not too thrilled about being included in the entire strange affair. Uh their own safety the pair say that they decided to report the situation to the authorities which is how the case wound up in court this past week although he expressed regret that things had gotten litigious lands mused in what may be the understatement of the year when someone threatens to kill you with a crossbow it's quite concerning kiwis um well, there's that. There's something else, too. Okay. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> At a hearing to resolve the matter, Lands insisted that the bet had been a joke all along and that the hard, that he harbored no ill will towards his friend, instead simply wishing that they could put the whole flat earth fiasco behind them. Oh, While Sutherland denied the allegation that he threatened Lands, he stopped short of calling off the wager. Oh, my God. Oh um, my God! The the lawyer lectured Lands that in the real world your statements have consequences as opposed to the fringe world that you live in on the internet, and declare in Jeez. no uncertain terms that his clients wants his money. The lawyer asked for the ten thousand dollars in court. <laughs> this is great. Uh, so, God unfortunately is great. For Sutherland, the judge presiding over the hearing saw things differently yeah. and called a meeting between the two men to mediate the matter. Coming out of the conversation, the case was dismissed and Sutherland apologized to Lance for the incident at the gas station. <laughs> he also indicated that he's given up on pursuing the $10,000 from the wager. <laughs> Said to hell with What it. if they run into each other again? That's what I want to know. <laughs> there will be blood. My God, gentlemen. Come on. Get your poop in a group. Jesus. I don't know what's going so, on. So, yeah, that's... Um, I guess it doesn't matter that that's what the wager was about. It, it could have been anything, and the guy would have demanded his money. That's true. That's true. Jesus, bud. So, let's see. Let's go on to something a little... More fun. Okay. Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 props set to be auctioned off next month. Fuck off. Where? Profiles in History is set to auction off even more props and items from the set of both Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Check out the full gallery below. A brief write-up on each. It has a proton pack. It has the Stay Puffed head and feet. It has one of the traps. It has one of the heads of the monsters, oh, uh, uh, the dog thing, not the dog things, but that's what they call them in the show. Right. They have two of the outfits. What? One of Bill Murray's and the other one of Ernie Hudson. Damn it. Um, let's see. They have, oh, they have, um, they have like 500 things. Maybe this Seriously. is. Seriously. Yeah, it says Ghostbusters Stun Proton Pack from Ghostbusters 1984. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man Creature Head and Feet from Ghostbusters 1984. Where do Ghostbusters you go to do Ghost this? Trap with Pedal from 1989. Oh. W2, Ghostbusters Ecto-1 Door Magnet. The official or the vintage original Icon Court Door Magnet measuring... Whatever highly recognizable, visible whenever the Ecto One is on screen, still right. fully magnetized. Oh, they have starting uh, um, not bids, but what they expected to go for. Yeah, the Proton Pack twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, the Safe Puff Marshmallow Man twenty to thirty thousand dollars. The Ghost <laughs> Trap thirty to fifty thousand dollars. What are they raising the money magnets, for? One thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. I think uh, some. I think somebody owns all this. 
Uh, Ghostbuster Terror Dog, full size gargoyle head, three to five thousand. Wow. Bill Ver- Bill Murray, Peter Vinkman, signature coveralls from Ghostbusters. Fifty thousand dollars. Fifty. Twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Uh Ernie, Ernie Hudson, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Six to eight thousand dollars. Oh my god. Um, auction will be live from September twenty fifth through the twenty sixth. Click here to check out more information. Oh, profilesandhistories.com. Apparently, they have a bunch of different auctions on there. Profilesandhistories.com. No, profile, profilesinhistory.com. Oh, in history. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let's My see. Goodness. They have a bunch of stuff, not just Ghostbusters. That's the Ghostbusters stuff that they have, but they also have... Nothing else matters. Um, something from... Stuff from The Wizard of Oz, stuff from King Kong. Nothing else matters. Stuff from Citizen Kane. Hold the fuck The original on. Dracula co- or Dragula coffin. Dragster from Dragster. the Monsters. Yeah. The car from yeah. the Monsters. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Wow. Stuff from Star Wars. Dude. Alien. Nuts. Independence Day. Yeah. The Oh, the City Destroyer spaceship filming miniature. <sighs> wow. Ooh, the 1968 Dodge Charger from Blade. What? Dude, this is nuts. Guys. Harry Potter's glasses from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Jeez Louise. I wonder if this is like one guy's collection that is like know. inherited from his dad and he's well, like, I don't Let me ask, it. like, because I find this I find this interesting because on the main site here. You pull it up, and there's some some different things that are kind of scrolling through at the top or whatever. And one of those things that I saw were a pair of ruby red slippers from, I could only assume, probably the Wizard of Oz, which I do find interesting because I've seen those shoes. I'm sure they used a lot of them. Uh, there probably are, isn't just one. I'm sure there was right. probably more than one Dude, in the film. There is so much stuff. Wow. None of which we can afford. Whatever. I'm going to sell every drop of liquid in my body that I possibly can. I'm going to get a proton pack. (laughs) I'm going to be so sick for a very long time. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. Upcoming auctions. Let's see what we got over here. What do we got? The Icons and Legends of Hollywood auction, which is the 25th and 26th. Mm. Okay. Man. So just all sorts of stuff. Bro, this is cool. You got uh, Luke Perry's Dylan McKay High School student ID from Beverly Hills 90210. I never watched that show. Well, I'm just saying now that Luke Perry went tits up, might be worth a little bit more than it would have six months ago. Back to the Future stuff. Oh, yeah? What do they got from that? Screen used iconic DeLorean crash car. Hood-mounted time travel component box from Back to the Future Part 3. Like that, I, I don't even know what that is. There's those glasses you were talking about. Huh. Interesting. If any of our listeners out there have the money <laughs> to buy anything, you don't have to buy it for us. We just want to know what you got if you got something. Okay. Koopsick is speaking for himself. If you guys want to buy me some cool <laughs> shit. <laughs> joking. Joking. Um, man, dude, there there is a lot of really cool stuff on here. There is a lot of really, really cool stuff. Interesting. 
All right, I'm sorry. I've kind of like just taken over this. So go ahead, go ahead and uh, talk about the next story. All right, the next story I have is doom and gloom porn. Oh, dude, doom and gloom. Yeah. We're all gonna die. Ah! Ah! All right, hit me. Let's do this. Have you ever heard of the asteroid called Apophis? Maybe. Asteroid warning. Apocalyptic god of chaos powering towards Earth in time for 2029. Okay. 2029. We've actually, I think. We may have. We've referenced referenced this before. There's a couple of those out there that fly by every now and then, and they don't know exactly what it's going to do the don't next time around until it's come by. Dude, what was that? I I don't know what just happened, but what fucking, was that? That was Ensbrenner saying, "Donde está ectoplasm show?" <laughs> you have that on a soundboard? I have it on a soundboard. Yes, but like why it played is beyond me. Oh. Amazing. Well, good day to you, too. Isn't that what that means? <laughs> I couldn't tell you if I tried. You kidding me? Uh, okay. All right. The apocalyptic god of chaos asteroid, a gargantuan space rock taller than the Eiffel Tower, huh. will speed perilously and unprecedentedly. Why do they use words like this? Close to Earth in just 10 years. Why do they uh, use words like that? You're a writer. Why? <laughs> Why do they do that? The asteroid Apophis is set to skim the surface of the planet in 2029 at an astounding distance of just 19,000 miles. Fuck. Educational YouTube channel Second Thought explained in a video released on Friday. I'm not sure when this article. Oh, this article is from Sunday, so it was last week. Last Shit. week. All right. Explained in a video released on Friday, many scientists are keeping a close eye on the asteroid Apophis, which in 10 years will pass just 19,000 miles from Earth, basically skinning, skimming the surface of cosmological terms. Right. Or in cosmo to put in perspective just how close it will be, consider that a fa- Apophis will pass between weather satellites and the Earth. God, man. Apophis, named after the Egyptian god of chaos, is classified as a potentially hazardous asteroid. An asteroid is given this designation if it meets a certain size and proximity to Earth's threshold. Okay. Apophis definitely checks both boxes. The god of chaos asteroid is whopping 340 meters across, making it one of the largest specimens to pass so close to Earth. To put 340 meters in perspective, that's 13% taller than the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. The 2029 flyby will likely be the best chance scientists will get to study it up close, since its next visit will be a much safer 36 million miles away. So this is one that flies in and out of our solar system. Right. Average people will also be able to see the asteroid zipping yeah. across the sky in 2029. Yeah. It's expected, expected to shine about as brightly as the surrounding stars and will cover the distance of the moon to the sky, or of the moon in the sky in about 60 seconds. So it'll fly across in about a minute. Wow. Uh, YouTube channel Space Sim made a video simulating the impact two years ago. Why would they do that? In the simulation, the asteroid <sighs> first hits and then send fragments from the collision back into space. They actually included, uh, they didn't, like, this is a British, this, the examiner or whatever. Okay. They included something that hits very close to home. Um, these orbit the Earth for a short period of time before coming back to Earth. Through the initial collision takes place in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. The impact sends a fireball of doom as far as Kansas. They say it in here. That also reaches parts of South America and engulfs Cuba. The epicenter is close to the Bermuda Triangle. So this is just a simulation, right? Um, 
but their math said that at the time said that this was a possibility. <sighs> I don't like um, this. <laughs> it says one of the fragments in the original collision lands in the Pacific Ocean. The shock, shock waves and resulting ball of fire and destruction engulfs the whole of New Guinea, which much of Borneo and parts of northern Australia. Jesus. NASA, however, claims that there's only one in a 250,000 chance of Apophis hitting our planet. Really? Why so slim? Just because they've done the math over and over and over and over and over again? Yeah, Steve okay. Chelsea, who works for the agency, explained, Apophis has been one of those celestial bodies that has captured the public interest since it was discovered in 2004, updated computational techniques and new Newly available data indicate the probability of a Earth encounter on April 13, 2036 for Apophis has dropped. Because wow. originally it was 1 in 45,000 to 1 in about 4, or about 4 in a million. Wow. So that's 1 in 250,000 in 2036. Wow. Uh, the astrologi- or Astrophysical Observatory of Turin's Alberto Cillian... Uh, is that somebody's name? <laughs> like how unfortunate. Oh, okay. The Astrophysical Observatory of Turin's Alberto Cillian, okay. or Salino, warned, we can rule out a collision at the next closest approach with the Earth, which is 2029, but then the orbit will change in a way that is not fully predictable Uh-oh. just now. So we cannot predict the behavior on a longer time scale. Uh-oh. NASA is currently in the process <coughs> Dying. of developing... The double asteroid redirection test, DART. Oh, Jesus. DART will <laughs> test if it is possible to redirect asteroids that are threatening the impact of Earth. That sounds scary in and of itself. Stay woke, what, bitches. Yeah, it does. <laughs> what if they, you know, take a benign asteroid, redirect right. it, and, and redirect. cause something else to happen and <laughs> knock something into us? Would that be the way it happens, too? Yeah, that that, that's exactly the way it would happen. <laughs> that would, oh my God, man. Terrible. Just terrible. Oh my Lord. This is one that we know about. Just think about all the ones we don't know about. Right, right. It's a little terrifying. Our saviors, the wonderful aliens that are going to abduct Josh will also stop any harm to our planet. But do you think they will? It it all depends if that's if that's the case. Yeah. Maybe they would want to make sure we aren't wiped out. Not I for mean... not because they love us, because they need us for something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Son of a bitch. Just crazy. Uh <sighs> Well, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Thanks, Koopsik. I appreciate you. I appreciate that. Uh, my God. My you know, God. it's a real shame that what's David a, what's a shame? sold or for auction that uh, alien costume. He sold that? I think he auctioned it off oh, for my. charity. I'm almost oh. positive it was one of those items he did that. Well, that's kind of nice, then. It's not a shame at all. It goes to a good cause. Don't be don't be heartless, God. I think he did. I hope he did. <laughs> no, because I told. So originally, you want to know? You want to know a little secret that I tried to do? Please. And I I I could have made it happen. I just um, I like what did happen during <clears throat> your presentation more than what I was going to do. You were going to do something during my presentation. At I was going oh. to have. Six different people dress up in alien costumes. Dude. <clears throat> and come in through all the different doors in that room halfway through your presentation and just, just start and stare at you. And just start like, oh, they're just going to stare at me. the back and just stare at you. <laughs> uh, there would have been one or two up on the balcony, a couple step out of the closets nice. behind the people. Yeah. So they would see it and you would just be stared down. Be like, what is going on? That could have been hot. Could have been hot. You know what I did end up with? Uh, no. 
a Josh Hurd face shirt. That is hot. You got one? I did get one, yes. Very nice. Very nice. The old Josh Hurd fan club. Haven't worn it. Face shirt. Haven't worn it. Do me a favor, if you please. Um, yeah, but you already got the shirt, right? So okay, I do have the okay, shirt. You yes. have it in your possession. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to wear the shirt and nothing else. Like I want you to wear that shirt and like tuck yourself into bed. It is a three X because that's what David had left. Oh, at the end see, of the that's event. perfect. Then it's a sleeping shirt for you, my friend. Okay, so that's <laughs> like that can be. Your nighttime apparel. I'm not fucking around, Jason. Like I, I can't need sleep like, with the shirt on. I can't. I have on. to sleep in boxers or nothing. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you just sleep in boxers and that's it? Yeah. Hmm. How about it? So when are we going camping? Oh, when do you want to go camping? It's a holiday weekend this weekend. Oh, shit, it is, isn't it? God. I'm actually making a trip out somewhere, but I'm not camping. I am making a trip as well. I'll be playing music in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, I still need to make it to one of your shows. You do. Keep the alien shit at home. Well, I Could think that'd be, be the perfect place to, to for the <laughs> oh, alien shit. Fuck, man. People would be like, what? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Oh, my goodness. All right. Speaking of alien shit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, We're going to be talking about how to be kidnapped by you folk. That's right. By and you other folk. Great escapes. The <laughs> subtitle. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm going to do a book report on that book. It's not very right. long, so we may add some other stuff in at the but end. What but what a yeah. great what a great transition slash segue from this episode into that then. I mean, come on. It doesn't get any better than this, people. Okay? This is production value at its finest. This is going to be great. God, I'm just gassy tonight. 913-730-7255. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Go to podbelly.com. That's right. Let them know we sent you over. Check out all the great shows on there. Send them a message through their contact form about how you hate us, but you love that we're on the network. It's really cool they're on your network. Uh, however, they uh, they suck. The guys suck. You really probably should boot them off the network. Super cool. Congratulations on the network. But yeah, No, don't of, say that. But get rid of the ectoplasm, guys. <laughs> That's what you should say. Probably verbatim. Just like that. Uh, anything else, my friend? Tell, tell Brent. Yes. Brent is the one of the... He's one of the two main people of Podbelly. He's also right. one of the hosts at Sofa King Podcast. Right. Please, no ma- just do this one thing for me. Message Brent. Put it up on any of their Facebook pages or the you know the secret sofa king group or or the pod belly group or anywhere just type the word jelly beans just do that just send him messages he probably won't even remember what it's from i think it would be hilarious if i could get five people to do it <laughs> um hopefully i get 10 15 people to that do would it. be freaking amazing cool. just put the word jelly beans up there actually if you want to put jelly beans and then you know like do the little dash with ectoplasm show or doctor from ectoplasm there show you go he'll know it's from me and um the good doctor. that's a little inside joke the good doctor mm-hmm. or you could just go to podbelly.com go to the contact page yeah. and just type in jelly beans from the doctor so odd <laughs> it's gonna be great it's gonna be wild Hell yes. All right, pal. Anything else for the good peeps at home? Go to, if you still have Facebook. <laughs> right. Unlike other people. <clears throat> dead. Go to anyway. Darkness Live on Facebook and like their page. Jeremiah and Stephanie Norwood, they are great people. I met them earlier this summer and they were a vendor at the Paracon this year. Hell and yeah. they're 
very good friends with a good friend of mine named Brandon Callahan. Used to work together on a lot of stuff. Cool. Anyways, I was on their Facebook Live podcast this week, and it'll be available for playback now. Yeah. So go watch that. Hell yes. All right, peeps. Well, we are going to let you go for now, but we will be back this week talking about how to get abducted by you folk. All right. Peace out.